Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hallelujah, and thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I am so, so very grateful. Um, a matter of fact, I I um, just had to do something right prior to. I thought it was mandatory so the system would work right, but then I see that I got duped into um, downloading a a some type of uh, driver's um, – driver's update, free driver update, and I didn't want the system to mess up. I said, I better do this thing real quick, and then I realized, oh, my goodness, I don't need this. But I bet you one one day soon I'm going to be uninstalling it. Help me, Lord. Hallelujah. But that's where I was. I was I was you say, why is he so quiet? Because I was I was into that mode of you know, making sure that everything worked out right. And I didn't want this Bible study not to go forward. So I'm like, thankful God. Hallelujah. They said it was quick, but it, it did happen quick. And, and we're able to be on this call and thank you, God. Um, tonight we're going to start our study. We're going to actually continue our study in um, uh, the church covenant and I'm excited. It is really, really good. I love the study. It was great studying it. Um, um, I really wish that everybody could take an opportunity to teach one of the classes and know what I go through in order, you know, I believe sometimes that's what keeps me in a, a, a right relationship with God. Um, it, when, when God called me to preach and to teach and to pastor, um, I, I'm not sure if it wasn't for my own salvation to remain intact, um, for me to have to study. Uh, I made the commitment to preach and to teach and to pastor, and and my commitment means something to me, and, and God knows me, and, and he put me in this position. You know, sometimes you try to figure out, wow, why did I get this assignment? Why did that person get that assignment? And when I look at it, I say, well, you know what? Thank God for the the assignment to study and to teach because, again, it, it puts me in a mode where hours and hours and hours I'm looking at words, I'm looking at text, I'm looking at uh, meanings of different verses, and it keeps me in a, in a, a, a Bible study mode. And you're going to see that that's part of this covenant, that that's what brings this um makes it, I, I would say, magnifies it to us. So let's pray. Father, we just bless your name. We honor you for being such an awesome God. We say hallelujah to your name. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, God, we just glorify you, we magnify you, and we lift you up. You are an awesome God. So we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will continuously move by your spirit in the midst of our Bible study and cause us, O oh God, to be in line with your will, your word, and your way. We thank you in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Church covenant, church covenant, church covenant. This covenant, thank you, God, for this agreement that we have as the body of Christ. When we dig into this word, it opens up saying, having been led as we believe by the Spirit of God. And, and, and that phrase right there, even as an opening, as an opening is so very powerful because of your statement. It causes you to, to um, is this the reason why you are committing that you feel that you was led by the Holy Spirit? having been led by the Spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. So in this covenant, I'm led by the Spirit of God to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, as my Savior, and under profession of my faith, having been baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But when it comes to the body of Christ, this church covenant, were you led by the Spirit of God in that? It, were you led by the Spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ? Now, again, as I read the covenant and as I look at the body of Christ and I see the dysfunction of the body of Christ, when I see the distortions of the body of Christ, when I see that there's a word I'm seeking for, as when I look at the body of Christ and you see that the body of Christ, ha, hallelujah, thank you, God, the perversion of the body of Christ. When you see that, then you start to investigate how come the body of Christ is perverted? How come it's distorted? How come it's dysfunctional? How come we have all these issues in the body of Christ? And I believe that many times what happens when it comes to the opening statement of our covenant, having been led by the Spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ, we were led by the Spirit of our mother. Good God Almighty. We were led by the Spirit of our father. We were led by the Spirit of the, the little girl who I like. So since I like her and she walked up to the front, I walked up to the front. She gave her life because she was led by the Holy Spirit. I was, watch this, I was led by her legs. She had big, pretty legs, and I like big, pretty legs, and you followed her. I was led by that young man who has the, watch this, good hair or the pretty eyes. He walked up, so I walked up so I could be with him. Whatever he's doing and, and he understands, I'm doing it because I think he's cute. However, we never, good God Almighty, we never went back and reconciled that mistake we made and we continued on, my God, to say that I'm saved and I got saved when I was 10 years old. And guess what? You know, if you really sat down and thought about it, you weren't led by the Holy Spirit. So this is when we open this covenant up. This is folks that say, guess what? I know that even after accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord in my in my early, I wasn't even pre. It's, this is pre-teens. I was 12 years old. 
But I had to go back and walk up to the front again. Why? Because when I was in a Bible study with a friend of mine, and, and I was in my 20s at that point, that now, check this out. I said, you know what? I really don't know about my salvation. I had studied. We read. And I was in Sunday school as a child and things of that nature, going to church and 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 walking with God. But it was a a eye opening experience for me to again in my twenties to say, you know what? No, I I need to go up again. And many times I know I'm not the only one. We find ourselves when 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 someone else is is accepting Christ, and they say, repeat after me, you repeat it again, and you repeated it again, and repeat it again. Why? Because I accept the Lord me. It's not a point where I question my salvation now, but I reiterate my salvation and, and reemphasize not to God, but to myself. You know what? I'm saved, and I accept you. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I confess my sins before you. So it's a powerful thing for it to open with the receiving of the Jesus Christ as your Savior, and then on the profession of your faith, having been baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we do now in the presence of God, angels in this assembly, most solemnly and joyfully enter into what? Covenant. It's a, con it's a contract, it's an agreement, usually formal, between two or more persons to do something specified. In the, watch this. In the Bible, an agreement between God and his people in which God makes a promise to his people. And it, re it requires, watch this, conduct, certain conduct, from the people. So we went through all of those different covenants that God had made with the with Moses and with David and with um Noah. We went through all those and and again you have the agreement, you have vows, and we went through that, the difference between the agreements and the vows. So now as we start to move on, watch this. This agreement is not only before God, angels, and this assembly, but we enter into covenant, watch, with one another as one body in Christ. Now, again, when you see how the body of Christ stabs, punches, wounds, and even attempts to assassinate each other, not caring about one another, how can this be the covenant that we take every Sunday? It's no way that I can covenant knowing how God feels about a covenant, knowing that if you break this covenant, guess what? You can see it over and over and over again in the Old Testament, how serious God is about the covenant. It does not change. It is not diminished how he feels. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He does not change. So it tells you how important it is to him, and we made this covenant, watch, with one another. Hear me clearly. With one another as one body. I cannot hurt you. I cannot talk behind your back. 
Watch this. We engage, therefore, by the aid of the Holy Spirit. And this is our, our commitment to get connected to the Holy Spirit and to walk in love with the Holy Spirit. To walk in love with one another by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I need you. Watch this. By the aid, uh, we engage. When it says engage, we participate or become involved in. We pledge or we make a promise. When, when is the last time you say, listen, I promise? When is the last? I can't remember the last time I said, I promise. The word, I promise. But I say it every first Sunday when I say I engage, I promise. I normally do not make promises. My word is my bond. My yay is my yay and my nay is my nay. I don't need to tell you I promise. My word is good with folks. Good God Almighty. Thank you, Lord, that I don't have to say, listen, I promise. It, it, it says I promise. I don't have to say I promise. Hallelujah. My word is my bond. Listen, I'm, I'm obligated. When you say I engage, you're obligated. This is an agreement. You are meshing and interlocking yourself with one another. So when, you, when we read this church covenant and you look to the left and look to the right, when you look before you and look behind you, these folks you are binding with and you're making this commitment. I don't know how folks can church hop off superficial things. Thank you, Jesus. How can you church hop off of superficial things after you have over and over, for 10 years you have made this agreement? And you have offered something small or minor, you jump from this church to that church, that church to this church. Never keeping your word that you made in the covenant. Listen to what it says. It says, I engage. Therefore, by the aid of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is involved in this covenant throughout, to walk together in Christian love, in Christian love. Now, in this opening, it's so very powerful because when you mention love, I say there's two words. It's two words. When we say love, and in particularly Christian love, when you say love, you say two words. Two words come to, come to mind. Come on, write your words down. I'm going to give you a minute. Let me give you a few seconds. Write your two words. When it comes to Christian love, agape love, what's your two words? Now, if you was in uh, Sunday school, you already know what they are. One is sacrificial when it comes to this love, because when we're going to bind ourselves together, this is in Christian love. Christian love is a copy love. It's sacrificial love. The second word begins with a U. That's right, unconditional. It's unconditional love. And many times, I'll love, I love you, I love you, I'm here for you. But it has conditions. If these things don't work out the way I want them to work out, I don't care how long it takes, guess what? I'm here. That's what your love, unconditional love. When you say, I do, when you say, I engage, therefore, by the aid of the Holy Spirit, to walk together in Christian love, this is a commitment, and you cannot take it lightly. Before you break this covenant, you need to go into serious counseling to make sure that you're not being uh, 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 thin-skinned. 
You've got to look at the commitment that you made, to, and this is in Christian love, to strive. Watch this. What are, you, what are you committing to do? The first thing we commit to do to strive for the advancement of this church. And many times, I don't care how long you've been in the church, what have you done? What have you, here, here we go, volunteered. Thank you, Jesus. What have you volunteered to do to advance the church? When something came up that we needed, what did you volunteer to do? What have you came up with? What did the Holy Spirit drop in your, to advance this church? What have you done to advance the church that you belong to forward? The advancement of the church. Thank you, God. What are you doing to advance the church? You know what? This is going to keep, I don't know if it's interrupting. I got to, well, you know what? I don't think it is. Hold on. Let me check real quick to see if there's a beeping in, in the phone. Give me two seconds. Is there any beeping in the phone when that, when that line comes in? No? Okay, cool. Because I was going to click over, but I don't need to. All right. Sorry about that interruption, but I got a call coming in, and it's beeping on me, uh, and it keeps keeps beeping, and I didn't want it to keep interruption, so I was going to click over, make it stop, and then come back in. Thank you, God. Okay. We engage, therefore, by the aid of the Holy Spirit to walk together in Christian love to strive for the advancement of this church. Now, what winds up happening is that we keep making commitments. We're Listen, we're... It's okay. Here's the best way to break it down, and 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 this is 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 a. I hope, you know, this doesn't get your mind off too far, but I think it's a great example. The 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 phones that we have, they have these long long agreements, and when we get the phone, it 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 has an agreement. Do you agree to this? All we do, and 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 then particularly if you're at the Verizon store or the AT&T store, we just hit agree. Now, it's pages and pages of an agreement. There are some liberties that we're given to the phone company to operate these, uh, thank you, God, smartphones. So all we do is click agree. I agree. Why? Because I want the operation of my phone. I want to be able to get my emails, my text messages, my phone calls. I want to be able to operate my phone. So, yes, come on, let's get past that. Boom, agree. Don't know anything at all about what is in that agreement. What are the details? And I guarantee you, you already know, I know that in those agreements, there are some things we say, "Uh uh-uh, I don't want this. I don't want that. No, I don't want you looking at this. I don't want you to be able to tap into that. I don't want you getting this information from here. Uh Uh-uh, why do you have to do that? We would have some questions. Well, the same thing goes for here. When we say this, we're tapping this, we're stating it the same way we tap agreement. We're saying, strive for the advancement of this church. Boom, tap agreement. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's saying, listen, it says strive. I'm not talking about survive, just just barely uh, doing a little something. And that's what we, thank you, Holy Ghost. That's what we primarily do. We just survive in the church. The church is just surviving. It does not thrive. 
But it says strive. Striving is thriving. This is, we're going for it. For the advancement of this church. Watch this. In knowledge and holiness. To give it a place in our affection. Did I, did I skip the church? The church. Okay, the church. Thank you. I'm looking at my notes. I got some real creative notes in front of me. Here we go. We got our first scripture. When it comes to the advancement of the church. Now, the church, it says we are. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 12. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 27. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. It says, yet ye are the body of Christ. The body of Christ, that's church. This is us, for, for, for us to go forward. And then you're going to see that it's not only the, the, the things that we do in the church, but it's for each other. It's for, for the people of God to move forward. This is what I'm committing to do. I'm engaging to do. I'm participating. I'm bound to this. I'm obligated. I agree. I'm meshing and interlocking with the people. Listen, when we take communion and we read this covenant, you ought to look at these people. When they don't, oh, my God, when they don't advance, I don't advance. Something should, maybe some of us are experiencing the the, the, the downfall, the sluggishness in our Christian walk, because are you really advanced? Is your main goal to advance the body of Christ? To, this is what it says, to give it a place in our affection. This is a scripture I really want to get to. Colossians, Colossians, uh, where am I at? Here, three, look at Colossians three. And we're going to look at 2 to 17. Colossians 3, 2 to 17. I'm going to be moving fast. Colossi, Colossians 3, 2 to 17. Two, verse 2 to seven, verse 17. Now watch this. It says, set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. That right there, we could talk for an hour. Because, again, you're, you're fighting constantly because you're striving for things on this earth. It says, set it above, because this is nothing. All this stuff is going to go away. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Thank you, God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, and uh, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is adultery. Now, again, take your time. Go back. The Holy Spirit is right here prompting me. Don't slow down. Keep it moving. You got 17 verses to go through. All right? It says, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. I don't know if it's highlighted in you, but listen, you could do your own Bible study when you go back up and look at these different things and what am I doing that falls in line with that. It's saying giving it a place in our affections. The, when it says give it a place, this is what we're supposed to be doing, setting our affections, setting our minds. It says giving it a place 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now watch this. It says, giving it a place in our affections, our prayers, our services, above every organization of human origin. Now watch this. So as we're doing, you look at this particular text, and in order for us, help me, Holy Ghost, to fall in line with the covenant, our minds, when it comes to this gospel, when it comes to Christian love, when it comes to uh, receiving the Lord Jesus as our Savior, when you receive him, you receive his teachings. It says, in which ye, I'm, I'm going back to the text, verse number 6, we, we did that, uh, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked, walked, Sometime when ye lived in them. And some of us are still dibbling and dabbling way too much. I'm not talking slipping and falling, slipping and falling into it. I'm talking walking in it, planning to do it. When you look at verse number five, this is something that you've got to go over and over. You've got to do your research and find out what those words mean. But now ye also, looking at verse number eight, also put off these things, anger, wrath, Malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. Verse number 10, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him who created him, where there is neither Greek nor or Jews, circumcision, uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. This is this connection that we have with one another. It says in verse number 12, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy, beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness, mind, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against an any, even as Christ forgave you also, do ye, and above all, above all these things, put on charity, which is love, which is the bond of perfectness, and let the peace of God rule in your heart, to the which also ye are called in one body. Here we go again. And be ye thankful. Verse number 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another. Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. Verse number 17, as we conclude. And whatsoever ye do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God and the Father by him. This, watch this, giving it a place in our affections, prayers, services, above every organization. Can I pause right there for a section? For a second, above every, or, many times our job, it's an organization, comes before the church. Many, listen, Sunday after Sunday, there are certain folks, they should not read the covenant. 
Why? Because the job comes, it says in our covenant that, guess what? We're going to give it affection when you look at all that we fell in line with, with Colossians chapter 3, verse 2 through 17. All that we said for the body of Christ is individual and collectively that we're going to give over, that we've given up, old man gone, new man here. Now it says, in our prayers and our service above every organization of human origin. We are committing to sustain. Here we go. And, and, and I have these numbered. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I have these numbered. If you're writing down some notes, I have these things numbered when it comes to us striving for the advancement of the church. Um, You can put that as a a heading, the advancement of the church. How? In knowledge, number one. Number two, in holiness. I, I didn't even pause there. I didn't pause at knowledge. I didn't pause at holiness. Giving it a place in our affections, that's number three. Number four, prayers. Our prayers sometimes are saturated. I'm telling you, it's overflowing. Your cup runneth over in prayer about you and your family. And I keep pushing it. Please don't ever pray for just your family. You are, listen, the, the, the warning should come on. When somebody gets in the van and they sit in the front seat and they don't uh, buckle their seatbelt and, and I start driving, guess what? The, the, the chime is going to bing, 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 bing. Somebody's in, thank you, Jesus. Somebody is in the front seat of this vehicle. The vehicle is moving. And sometimes you will watch this. Sometimes it doesn't start pinging until you get up to a little bit of speed, like 10 miles per hour or so. Guess what? It's, it's dangerous. You're getting ready to, hold on, they don't have on a seatbelt, and this vehicle is moving too fast. Wouldn't it be wonderful if in our heads a little ping, 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 ping starts to go off? Why? Because you are covenant to do something, and you're getting out of line of, of this covenant. You, it's, 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 the knowledge, you're not, you're not packing in the knowledge. That's why I say, take this word, read this word, get in this word. This word is your deliverance. The word is the answer. The word is going to help you. The word is going to transform you. The word is going to impact your body. It's going to impact your spirit. It's going to impact this world through you. When it comes to holiness, when it, there are certain things I cannot do. There are certain things I will not do. Why? Because I'm holy. No, no, no. You, when is the last time you said, uh-uh, I'm holy. I'm holy. With an understanding that my holiness is not my holiness, it's not my righteousness, it's not who I, it's because of Christ in me. So I can say I'm holy. Why? Because I'm covered by Christ. To give it affection place, uh, give it a place in our affections, number three, prayers, uh, number four, service above every, um, Every organization of human origin, that's number five. To sustain its worship, that's number six. I'm going to keep this thing going. I'm going to make sure. Listen, folks don't have to ask you to stand. Folks don't have to ask you to sing. They don't have to ask you to clap their hand, clap your hands. Folks don't have to ask for a, can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? See, listen, this is what happened in the body of Christ. Guess what? Can I tell you something? The church is way too big. Because a lot of folks, if, if you didn't ask for amen, they wouldn't give an amen. They wouldn't say a hallelujah. They wouldn't stand up and praise God. And you know what they need? I'm, I'm about to get rough with you really quick, and I'll 
come back out of this rough mode, but they need to leave the church. Why? Because you're really not committed. You, you really, a lot of folks are, I really believe they're not saved. They go to church, but they're not in the church. They're not a part of the church. They just go to church. But you, sometimes this is what it takes. You got to get your feet in the fire. You got to be divorced. You got to be separated. You got to lose your job. Thank you, Jesus. You got to get put out of your house in order for you to appreciate what you had, the woman that you had, the job that you had, the car that you had. You talking bad about the car because you want a newer car. You want a fancier car. But guess what? Be without a car. Sometimes I'm, I'm really believing that the church is way too big. You got a lot of folks in there that ain't doing nothing. They ain't doing nothing but nothing. That's why you got to say, can I get an amen? Can somebody say amen? Somebody say amen. Amen. Can somebody say amen? I'll get an amen on that. Amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. Amen goes right there. Amen. Amen. Why? Because the people, listen, you don't understand. You're 24 years, you're 39 years, you're 50 years old, and you don't know in the church, and you in agreement with that, that you say amen, that when we're starting to lift up, this is the day that you sing along. Why? Because you got folks in the church that in the beginning of the covenant they're out of it in the beginning of the covenant it says as we have been led by the holy spirit to receive the lord jesus christ no they weren't led by the holy spirit and they've never gone back and reconciled that i wasn't led when i when i got saved at 20 i went up for the wrong reason i went up because everybody else was going up it was a flood open and everybody was going up so i went up too and that's why we have this problem when we make this covenant, oh, hallelujah, uh, watch this. Maybe we had to make this covenant, period, because, again, when folks got saved, they weren't really saved. Their commitment really was not there to, for Jesus to be my Savior and my Lord. Keep it moving. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Prayers, we did that, uh, to sustain his worship. Ordinances, disciplines, ordinances. That's seven. Disciplines, and that, that's eight. Doctrines, that's nine. See, for the advancement of this church, and then it starts to number all of this stuff that you say you're going to do every first Sunday or whatever. I see there's other folks on the line. They, they go to other churches every Sunday that you take. It could be third Sunday at your church. Whatever church, listen, when you make this covenant, you're saying some things. You're not just popping agree and not knowing. You've got to read this covenant and you've got to understand it. We can read it. Watch this. We're going to shift. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to shift into a whole nother area because first, it, now again, I'm skimming the surface. This is the tip of the iceberg that I'm doing in these different areas. You've got, if you're really concerned about the commitment that you're making, maybe some of the headaches, some of the problems, some of the issues, some of the stumbling blocks that you are experiencing because God is waiting for you to wake up. I'm sending some minor little uh, 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 things in your life for you to wake up and to understand you're making commitments and you're not keeping them, starting with the commitment to, to be a, a, a a, a saved person. Thank you, Jesus. Watch this. I'm going to read something to you. Holy Spirit is good to me. I'm telling you I'm his favorite. You say what you want to say. I'm his favorite. Now, you, you can be his favorite too. But it's got to be to you. You got to know that. Thank you, Holy Ghost. 
I'm punching in. And listen, instead of punching in the chapter, I'm punching in that one verse in Bible Gateway. I'm not going to get off track. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, I've committed, I've confessed it, that I get off track when I see some of the Scripture and, 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 I'm, and I'm reading. See, the Holy Spirit does not control me like a, a robot. He does not control you like a robot. Some folks try to act like everything they do is led by the Holy Spirit. However, I'm just going to be honest with you. If that's that for them, um, then again, I, I don't know why they don't why they sin and and they everything is led by the Holy Spirit. But that's a whole other uh, Sunday Bible study. So I know that I will get off. The Holy Spirit knows that I will get off if I look up a couple of verses above Philippians chapter two, verse number twelve. I'm hearing it, Philippians two, verse number twelve. If I don't punch in number 12, I might look at verse number 10 and go, oh, hold on, back it up a little bit, look at verse number 10. I'm sharing this with you because when you're saved, the Holy Spirit should be prompting you when you're going to do things that's, that's negative, that's going to negatively impact the move of God, good God Almighty. When you're going to mess up the Holy Spirit, do you have the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit said, punch in. And when I'm punching it in, verse number 12, read it from, not all the verses, not all the different versions, read it from the good news. Watch this. It says, so then, dear friends, as you always obey me when I was with you, it is even more important that you obey me now while I am away from you. Here's the, here's the key. Keep on working with fear and trembling to complete your salvation. In, in the King James, it says working out your own salvation. This is what this process is going to do because what we found out in the church is that we got a whole lot of folks in there that, that the Holy Spirit, when they accepted him as the Lord and Savior, when they accepted Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit came in, they did not give the Holy Spirit rule. They did not tune their ear into the voice of the Holy Spirit. So they spent years in the church wreaking havoc and was not abiding by Philippians chapter 2, verse number 12, working out their own soul salvation. They weren't keeping on working with fear and trembling to complete their salvation. So you got all these folks in the church who don't know God the way they're supposed to know God, don't have an appreciation for the sacrificial blood of Jesus Christ, don't, don't reverence him. They don't reverence him. So that's why you got to do and do the antics. That's why the antics and the entertainment came into the church. Why? Because these people are here. I don't want them to leave, and 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 so I got to keep them here. And since they, good God Almighty, since they're not attracted to God, they're not attracted to the to the blood of Jesus, the life of Jesus, and the teachings of Jesus. I got to do some other things to keep them here. Thank you, God. We went through that. Now watch this. According to what we're supposed to be doing, the advancement of the church in all of these different areas, keeping its disciplines, its ordinances, the disciplines, and the doctrines, and then it says what? We're going to shift right here. Contribute. To contribute cheerfully. What is it talking about? It's talking about giving. Here's another hard area for folks to understand. You've got to beg and plead. 
right now. God forgive me. We're doing a fundraiser. Matter of fact, we got multiple fundraisers going on. Why? Because the body of Christ will not give to the level that God is blessing them. What you talking about, Pastor? Watch this. This is what happens. Thank God that God still has sustained us and blessed us to not have to borrow to be able to pay our building off. It's paid off and never have to miss a bill, never have to ask for a special offering. However, as I mentioned before, we're not supposed to be just surviving as the body of Christ, we're supposed to be thriving. And in this area of finances, this is what it says. You are supposed to be giving. This is the second section. You can make this like a heading. Contributing, which is giving cheerfully, number one, and regularly, number two. You got folks that will miss a Sunday and will not pile the offering because they're not giving a tithe, but they won't even pile their offering that they would have given Five or ten dollars, twenty dollars of an offering. You ain't paid the bill, which is a tithe, but you're gonna give an offering. How are you gonna to go to a restaurant and particularly? Sorry, I had to turn the heater off. In particularly, a expensive restaurant. How are you gonna to go to an expensive restaurant and 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 the bill comes up to a hundred and fifty no a hundred and seventy seven dollars. It's and and it was only for four people. The bill was a hundred and seventy seven dollars. And hold on, here we go. I'm gonna do it real quick on my calculator. Here we go. One seventy seven uh, times twenty percent thirty five forty. You gonna give him thirty five? So, so the bill came up to a hundred and seventy seven dollars, and you gonna bring and give him thirty? Feel good, God Almighty! Feel good about it. I'm gonna give him twenty percent tip, not not a ten percent, not a fifteen, not seventeen, not eighteen. I'm gonna give him twenty percent, twenty percent tip. You owe a hundred and seventy seven dollars, and you give. Thirty-five, forty. Matter of fact, round it up. Give him thirty-six dollars. <laughs> you got your chest out, and you ready to walk out the door. I hope you hear me. When it comes to the tithing, and and I know I'm not gonna stay here long because I know it's a discomfort for some folks because that's my money. You talking about my money? You talking about my my Starbucks money? You talking about my being able to go out to fast food money? You talking about my being able to get me a new watch or or, or get me some new fancy jeans or another another pair of Jordans money? You talking about me being able to to sport my my new outfit every week every month money? When God is saying, here, give me 10%, and you take the 90, but just give me 10%. Give me, listen, I've done, I've blessed you, and, 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 you say, and I'm talking about the blessing part. Why? Because when it says in the covenant, contribute cheerfully and regularly as God has prospered us. If God has blessed you, then guess what? You turn around and bless God. You're going to give $36 when you owe 177 and feel good about it, and then you're going to read a covenant that I'm covenant to bless God. I don't – listen, you don't understand. You tap an agreement. You don't understand the giving of in, into the body of Christ. Watch what it says. 
it says, to, for, towards the expense of the church, to the support, support of a faithful and evangelical ministry among us, towards its expenses, towards its expenses, this is giving. Now, now can, I, can I pause parenthetically and, and talk to you a little bit about this tithing thing? Because, again, you got folks that say tithing is Old Testament. You got to understand, the Old Testament, when you talk about the law, and that was a part of the law, and the law is gone, you got to understand, if you read in Numbers, chapter 31, Numbers 31, write it down, Numbers chapter 31. This is so you understand. Don't be ignorant. See, some of the things that we, we're ignorant about, like this agreement, tapping agreement, and on the phone, and we're not knowing all that we're agreeing to. And then when they take liberty, thank you, Jesus, they take the liberty to, to advance on the phone and extract from the phone the things that they want to extract from the phone whenever they want to. Why? They're taking the freedom to do what they, what we agreed that they could do. Well, here it is. You're making an agreement for the advancement of the church, but not understanding the fine print. And this fine print is not small. I got, I got this phone. And then when I looked at the instructions, the instructions are not only a very small font, but it's on this flimsy see-through paper, and the ink is gray. It's flimsy paper. It's see-through. The font is small, and the ink is gray. I put on my, my 1.5 readers, and I still could barely read it. It's fine print. And primarily what they're saying, we used to put a book, a thick book, in the iPhone box. We used to put a thick book in there, but now guess what? When you read this little fine print, it's saying go on the phone, and the book is on the phone. If you don't want to read the book on the phone, read it on your computer at this website. Well, what I'm saying is those details and how they make it so difficult for you to find it is clear in the Bible. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Numbers chapter 31. And if you go into Numbers chapter 31 and drop all the way down to, oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to go right there, and I'm going quickly. Numbers. <laughs> See, the Holy Spirit makes me laugh sometimes because, because it hits me. Numbers 31. Colon fifty four and 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 it, and it hits me and, and and I know it's not me it hits me punching fifty four and that's when I laugh and it's like okay I got it I'm not going nowhere else and Moses and Eleazar the priests took the gold after they had fought and beat some folks up and they got the gold the gold of the captains of thousands and of hundreds and brought it into the tabernacle of the congregation for a memorial for the children of Israel before the Lord. And I understand, yes, it's so many pastors and so many church leaders who have done wickedly with the money. However, thank God for Mount Enid, you ain't got to worry about that here. And I know, you better know, in 10 years, if I, good God Almighty, if I judge people giving, and particularly to me as a pastor, 
if I judge them giving to me as a pastor over the past 11 years, I would think that I was not loved. Very rarely do folks give at Mount Enon to me as a pastor. However, guess what? God has sustained, even when folks won't give, God sends folks from the outside who bless the pastor for whatever season that is. Guess what? That's up to God. But you never hear me going, well, well, you know, I, I wish we could get a few more offerings in the pastor's side of the offering. Matter of fact, our new envelope, we're not even going to have a pastor's side. Why? Because that's how it has flowed. That's okay. If they don't, listen, that's not saying to me that they don't love me. Now, it may say in some folks' eyes that they don't love you. If they don't give to you, they don't love you. Okay, that's fine. However, for me, now when it comes to me and my God, watch, watch what I'm saying here. God is saying, give me from your heart, because we're going to transition from before, thank you, Jesus, from before the law, into the law, and then after the law. Before the law, you have Numbers chapter 31, verse number 54. You can read the entire story. And when the people of God realized that God advanced us and he, gave, he did this for me, I can't help but bless him. The church, by sowing into the body of Christ, into ministry, we're giving it to God. I'm not giving it to Mount Enon. I'm not giving it for a building. I'm giving it to God. God, do with this as you please. And prayerfully, I have shown myself to be a, a, a good steward where this money is going towards the advancement of the church. Thank God that I'm by, by, by what is it called, by... Um, by ministry, where you got ministry and job, okay? I, I, I was still digging for that word. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing both. I'm working and I'm a pastor. Thank God. I work for it and I get it. And, and, and then God blesses me where every now and then somebody, now I got some folks, I got to give it up to them, they faithfully, some folks, it, it may be small, but they faithfully sow into the pastor. Thank you so much. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you so much. I got folks that have been committed since I've been there. That's what they, they, They've been the faithful givers, and they give to the pastor to keep. Listen, pastor, thank you for what you do. Thank you for loving on us. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for, I've got folks that I've done things for them. Where other ministries, if you preach a funeral, if you give do a wedding, if you, you get an offering. I've got folks who have not given. I've buried their family members or married them, and they don't give. Guess what? For me, it's not about that. It's your, listen, this is what this has to be. This is my commitment of love. I'm going to give you one more scripture. Here we go. Uh, uh, Genesis. Now, you know this was before the law. Genesis 14, 14, 20. Genesis 14, 20. And blessed be the most high God, which has delivered thine enemies into thy hand, and he gave him tithe 
even before tithe was established, of all. You got to read the story out of tonight. I don't have time to go all the way back through it. You will read that when you win the battle, you give the tithe. When God blesses, and this is what we say in our covenant, uh, as God has prospered us towards its expenses, so we don't have to do no fundraisers. Why? Because for every, I'm talking from the gross. If you make $30,000 a year, then guess what? You're breaking off for every $1,000. For every $1,000, you're giving 100 for every thousand dollars that you make, you're given a hundred. For every dollar, you're given a dime. You break that thing down. Why? And and again, when we transition, I'm going. I'm going to stop. But when you transition through the period where God says this is the law, and then when Jesus comes, you're not under the law. You're under grace. Now you're able to give. From your heart. So if you desire to give 20%, you give 20%. If you desire to give 11, you give 11. But a lot of believers, listen, I said, it, it, for me, it doesn't say that you don't love me if you don't give. I understand there may be some confusion in your head, and you don't believe where your dollar's at is where your heart's at. I've seen folks, watch this. This is how I get blessed. I've given somebody a lift, uh, a ride, and, and their fare was paid, and it goes into my account, and they turn around. The fare was only like 4 or $5. They turn around and give me a $10 tip. How are you going to give a $10 tip off a 4 or $5 fare? And you're going to give a $10 tip? The other guy the other day, he, he his fare was $8. He went in the phone, found out what his fare was, and he doubled it. He's going to pay double for the ride. He paid $16 for an $8 trip. See, this is how God will say, even if the folks won't show you that they love you, but financially, and, and the enemy will play with your mind periodically, it'll go through your mind. Wow. No, I haven't gotten anything. I hadn't gotten anything. It'll, the enemy takes different things and plays with your mind with it. you got to learn how to put your mind in check. you got to learn how to put the enemy in check. But when it comes to God and your finances, let me tell you, there's no way around it. When it comes to God blessing you, you got to bless God. And God says, I got a mechanism for you to bless me. Back in the day, they gave, they gave, they gave with their, their animals. They gave with their grain. They gave with their finances in the, in the Bible. He gives you a way of doing it. And when we covenant together, when you keep saying this, listen, stop saying it. You've got to stop saying it if you're not going to do it. Why? Because you say, I'm doing this before God, the angels, and my brothers and sisters, and I'm just uh, lying. I said that I'm going to support it, a faithful, watch this, an evangelical ministry. When you say evangelical, this is teaching. Is, is the ministry you're involved in, is a teaching according to the word of God? Watch what's supposed to be happening. The relief of the poor and the spread of the gospel throughout the world. See, that's why we're talking about shining. That's why we're talking about um, 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 the church mission is lost soul saved. That's why we, that's the way we do it. Why? Faithful. The, the relief of the poor, the spread of the gospel throughout the world. That's missions. 
And then immediately, and we're not going to get deep into it tonight, but at the bottom of the second paragraph in the covenant, then immediately, right after you talk about those two things, the church advancing and finances, and it says, in case of difference of opinion. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> right after. Now, I don't know if you ever thought about it like this. When you start talking about the advancement of the church, the organization keep putting the church above every organization in the world, sustaining its worship ordinances, disciplines, and doctrine. And then you start going into giving and then loving what you give. I'm giving it and you ain't got to prod me. I'm giving it and you ain't got to prompt me. I'm giving it and you ain't got to tell me how much. I tell you how much because I'm going to bless my God as much as I'll bless the man of God, the woman of God. I'll bless, you ain't got to tell me. When you bring up those two things, now, in, in case you got difference of opinion, in the church, we will strive, not just survive, we will strive to avoid a contentious spirit, and if we cannot unanimously agree, we will cheerfully recognize the right of the majority to govern. What are we saying? Vote and then get along. Come on, somebody. Vote and then get along. As the pastor, as leadership, when they stand in front of you and they say, listen, folks, this is what we want to do. Can we go out and do X, Y, Z? Folks, can we raise this right here? Can we do this? And folks are disagreeing and disagreeing. And matter of fact, we wind up not even voting. Why? Don't even want to bring it up because you got folks that want to be in a part of the body of Christ. And guess what? They just want to do their own thing. This don't bother me. Don't, don't try to get me in any rules and regulations. Can I end in this story right here? Uh, uh, we got a new dog. His name is Cooper. He's a loving little dog. Lord have mercy. And Cooper does not like his harness. His harness that you put on to give him, take him for a walk. Matter of fact, when we picked him up from the shelter, he when we put the uh, uh, the little leash on him and took him out front, he would not move. Matter of fact, even to this very day, when uh, well recently. He's better because his owner, uh, Mr. Jordan, he he has taught him to come on and go along with him. But when I walked him, I put the harness on him, he literally sat down. I can tug him. It's not choking him. So it's pulling his whole body. And he literally fights, pulls in the opposite direction. Because I, watch this, I will not be controlled. Don't give me no rules and no regulations. Don't tell me where to walk. I know where to walk. Don't tell me how to advance the church. Don't tell me that I need to study. Don't tell me how to deal with one another. Don't tell me to put the, the church above my job. Watch this. Not only when I tug on him will he fight with his body, but he will literally bite at the leash. Stop pulling me. Don't try. Listen, that's why the church has just just lived to just get along 
without any rule. Don't don't hold them to nothing. Don't tell them about tithe. Don't tell them about being faithful. Don't tell them about standing up. Some folks won't stand up. Why? Because you said, can we can we all stand up? Why do we still have to say, can we all stand up? It's devotional time. It's 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 praising God time. We stand up. Listen, everything else when. When the artist walks out on the stage, we stand up. When the president comes in to the Congress, we stand up. When the um, speaker that you like uh, at the poet, the poet bar and lounge, when he comes out, you stand up. When the musician comes out, he's going to play a piano concerto. And when he walks out on the stage, you stand up. Everybody stands up and applause. Everything else, we stand up and applaud. He kicked the field goal through the goalposts. When he kicked it into the net on the soccer field, you kick the ball into the net. We stand up and we applaud. When we start praising God, do do we do we have to stand up? Do why standing up means I I I um standing up means I honor you. Standing up means I'm celebrating you. Standing up is I award. I, uh, I'm 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 lifting you up. Help me, Holy Ghost. I got a cousin of mine. His hand is in a position where he doesn't make when he claps. And matter of fact, he visits the church and supports the church. Uh, Brother Ruffin. He when he when he um, when he claps, he doesn't make the popping sound. But because he still wants to participate in the celebration when we clapping or when he agrees with something and he wants to make that sound, he taps on the back of the pew. Hold on. I know I, my hand is in a position because of the accident I was in, the injury that I have. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That I can't make that popping sound. But I want to let y'all know without just disrupting and saying, you know, speaking out that, hey, Hold on. I applaud that. We got work to do. We're halfway through. We'll take the other the other half maybe on another day, God willing. Thank you God for this breakdown. In Jesus name. Amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 